started yesterday was Daf Vav, number six. Okay. And today is Daf Zion, number seven, Wednesday. Already Yep, we're, we're a week in. We're going fast. We moved on this place. Yeah, we moved one page, at a, one page a day. Keeps you moving. Okay, so we'll do a review of yesterday's Daf and get to today's. What did we learn yesterday? We started off yesterday um, um, at the Amr of Yehuda. What if a person finds a stone that has markings on it? So then we understand that uh, the Toma is beneath the stone, not anywhere else. If you find two stones like that, so then uh, it depends. If the stones have plaster between the two, so then you know that the Toma is between the two. If there's no plaster between the two, then the assumption is, is that between is fine, and underneath is where the tom is. So the Gemara says, that's true, even if there's nobody who plowed it, the same thing. Doesn't the Bryce say that if somebody finds a single stone um, underneath, it's assumed to be tummy, but if you find two stones, it depends. If there's a plowing, you could tell that the ground beneath, between the two stones were plowed, then you know that it, the Toma is only under the stones, not between the stones. But otherwise, we assume that it's between, even if there's no plaster in between. So the Gemara explains that what we're talking about over there is where there's plaster in the space, not filled all the way, but in the direction of the other stone. Now, um, the, if it's plowed, so then the reason why we, we say we'll blame the plaster that's between it um, on the plow pulling some of the paint off the, the stone into the middle. And that's why it looks that way. And uh, therefore, it's not assumed to be that there's tum over there. But uh, otherwise, why is there some paint in between? It must be that that was where the burial was, and therefore it's tummy. Um, we saw um, Rav Asi said halacha, that if you have one boundary, um, so then we assume that that boundary is going to be where the where you know just the tum is underneath those stones, nothing to do with the field. Two, same thing, under the stones. Three, also under the stones. Once you have four boundaries, so then we say that that's actually making delineating a cemetery, and the area in between is where the tum is, and not under the stones. Um, and that's uh, that's the idea. Okay. Next thing we talked about is um, that uh, we went on, moved on to the topic of climb. Climb means um, there's a prohibition in the Torah to plant two species um, in close proximity to each other where they're drawing sustenance from one from another. It affects the, the, the flavors of it. It's primarily with grapes and grain. Um, they don't go to, they're drawing something from each other and that's uh, a big no-no. Okay, so the question the Gemara wants to know, is this, um, um, we're going out on Cholomoy to check for a climb, make sure that the people don't have these mixed species climbing, you know, growing into their fields. Is that something, so the Gemara wants to know, is that something that we should be busy with on, on Cholomoid? Uh, if anything, that's something that we should be taking care of earlier. And we brought Mishnayas as a proof um, that says very clearly that on Rish Chodesh Adar, that's when they start telling people about Shkalim and tell people to start clearing out their client. And on the 15th of Adar, 
um, they start, they can lay the Megillah in the walled cities from the time of Yeshua ben Nun, and they start doing public works. They start repairing the roads. Uh, is that the, the right book? Could be that some might have cut. Yeah, that's why it didn't work. Okay. <laughs> you got to read the right tractate. There's a lot of... Uh, you look alike. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, where was I yesterday? Nothing looks familiar, huh? <laughs> All right. Six. So we we are on six. We're fixing the roads. We're cle- we're uh, you know uh, measuring the mikvos and doing all the needs of the public, including marking the cemeteries and also going out for klein. So all these things are taken care of in advance of the holiday. Why is it? Why be? Why who's being busy with this on Cholamoid? Is the Gemara's question. The Gemara says that's true. We try to take care of this before the holiday, but. Um, some things don't grow um, uh, that early. They grow a little later in the season, and therefore it didn't. It wasn't manifest earlier before the holiday, and you only see it now. So that's why we send them out on Cholamoid to see whatever foreign growth is there. So the Gemara says, um, um, "That's one answer." That's uh, we saw another answer is that it depends on what type of field. Basically, same idea that uh, if it's uh, you know some things grow earlier, like your grain grows earlier, and then uh, your vegetables are sort of later growths, and that's when they won't be manifest till later, and that's why you do it on cholamoid. So, um, and uh, basically, the Gemara is asking, so still, why do it on cholamoid? Wait till after the cholamoid, after Yom Tif altogether to start clearing out the client. Cholamoid is the time for the holiday. The answer, the Gemara says, a fascinating idea, is because we're concerned about the cost of the labor and labor is extra cheap on Cholamoid. And the reason is because people, most people, are not working, are not doing work around their house, hiring the cheaper labor because they are, um, um, because uh, they're not supposed to. You're not allowed to work on Cholamoid, you're not supposed to be doing improvements in your house or whatever it is. So that's why they're cheaper, uh, less of a demand, prices are lower. So, um, that, so says Reb Zvid, either Reb Zvid or Reb Sharshia, that based on that, um, when we pay, uh, who's paying the wages of these people going out, it must be coming from the public funds, uh, because only when it's public funds would we be worried about the bottom line, making sure that it's not costing too much money. If it's coming out of the person himself, um, so then that's not our concern. You know, whatever's convenient for you, we make it, we're going to send you the bill. Okay? Um, so that's the story. Now, how... Um, the Gemara is bothered just in general how much climb is considered significant enough that you need to get rid of it. So he said it's re- the measure is for every saw that you plant, a quarter kav. Okay? As we know, that's a... Um, so a quarter kav is one twenty-fourth of a saw. So that's the measure. That's how much... That once you hit that, that's considered a significant amount, and then you need to start getting rid of it. If it's less than that, then we just sort of let it slide. That's what it sounds like. Okay. Um, 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 so, um, brings us to the next thing. Apparently, there was always some farm material that was like unavoidable. That's what it sounds like. All right. 
Um, next, we saw that um, uh, I thought that they were that they didn't go out and start pulling it up. They were mafkir the southern. They made the, everything growing hefker. So the Gemara says that was actually um, how it, there was a. It, it happened. The first iteration of this was that they would come around and uh, whatever they found growing, they would pull out and uh, put it in front of their animals to eat. What happened was is that people were saying, why should I do this work myself? Let's let the worker come. They're weeding my field, get a double win, and they're feeding my animal. It's great, and it's not costing me any money. It's coming from the public. So when people started thinking like that, so then they said, okay, we're going to pull it up, but we're not going to give it to you. We're going to put it to the public because we don't want you having it. They said, okay, so what? Still worth it to not be busy doing it ourselves. And therefore they did it. Uh, they also were basically fully relying on the public on the public funds, and which is not good. And therefore, what happened was is that you say, okay, well, if you didn't learn your lesson this, then here's what's going to happen. If we find climb growing, then we will just make your field hefker, and then we're you know, and that's it. It's open for everybody. Once that happens, so then people will maybe get the message to take care of their own problems. So there you go. Um, that took us to the next Mishnah, which is talking about drawing the water from one tree to another, as long as you're not watering the entire field. And um, if you have plants that uh, were not watered before, before Yom Tif, so then you can't water them on Cholomoid. But if you did, so uh, then you could. And the Chalom say, even if not, you're allowed to water on Cholomoid, even if it's for the first time, and we'll see what the Machlokis is. So, first of all, Rabbi Yudas says that if your field was watered and then became dried out so then that's a that, that that's a real loss at stake potentially so therefore you wouldn't be allowed to water such a field um and uh when and we brought a price into that effect as well that the iser of uh, was only by plants that were never watered is before the holiday is metunenet from the word tin the, i mean mud is that what it means it's, uh t- tin is mud Tina can be mud. Yeah, yeah. Tina. So that's what it's like. I don't know. Yeah, maybe muddy, whatever. That it's uh, it was. The field is still very wet. It's it like was, muddy. No, it was watered at once. It was wet, but then it dried yeah. out. That's what Rashi okay. says. Yeah. It yeah. was, just, but then it changed. Right. Yeah. Now, um, anyway, but the point is, is that it, that's the same idea. If it was watered before Cholamoid, then on Cholamoid, meaning before the holiday, and then on you would be allowed to continue to water it. Um, and, uh, the, but a field that was completely bone dry on Cholomoid, you're not allowed to water it. But the the that's greed. It's dried out. Right, it means to, to scrape. Right. To scrape. There's right. nothing there. There's nothing there. Right, exactly. It's bone dry. Exactly. Um, so the point being is that Chachamim nevertheless allow even that. Which, according to Chacham, they're very makel. Comes up basically a lot of leniencies. Therefore, if we have, let's say, a garden, um, so they used to mist their garden to just get the you know get oh. wet on the surface of the on the, the things that grow in the garden. Um, you're allowed to do that even on Cholamoid because the reason why I'm allowed to, according to Chacham, do a dried up field is because what's going to grow later is now going to come early. So that's the same concept. Over here as well, um, what's, what's going to grow later, you're allowed to do early. Um, we saw that uh, you're allowed to do so to a field as well in a shmiti year, just not in a cholamoid. 
I, it sounds like you could do it even on Cholomoid or on Shviyas. So the Gemara says, it depends who you're asking. If you go with like Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov, uh, then, you, then, then not. But if it goes like the Rabbanon, then you would be allowed to do so on Cholomoid as well. Next we saw is uh, that, uh, that uh, there's an opinion that says that you could do water the, the field on Erev Shviyas so that uh, there'll be better vegetables by the Shemitah year for the next year, but I'm watering in advance. And um, uh, the reverse, I can... What? And if you water it on Shviz for the after Shviz, that's also acceptable. Okay, as long as either my action or my, my production is not on the Shemitah year, that's what the, that's what the Gemara says in the Bryce, that that's uh, acceptable. But that, that's what the Mishnah says, the Bible says, but it seems that the land is Today, for produce that's going to be relevant for after Shemitah, all both of those we're saying is... And then you can do it on the street at near, so there'll be good crop after the street I That's what we're saying. So, right, both of those. Yeah. Okay. All right. What happens if they violated the rules? Is, or do we see later, though, the consequences, or...? Well, that's what we saw on the top of the page, that, um, that if they have not removed their kalayim, they made a rule that the, basically their field is now free for anyone ownerless. to take, ownerless. ownerless, and that means that anybody can help themselves. And those that were caught, they were punished? That was the punishment. That oh. was the punishment. Yeah, that you don't uh, come You don't get, so that, that, that people learn their lesson real quick that way. And they were watering when they were not supposed to? No. We, didn't, we didn't get that. No, we'll, get to, that. we'll get to the repercussions of these things. These are all rabbinic laws, um, and there's the general rules of how we deal with people who disregard rabbinic law. Um, you know, if, if, if there's warnings and they still disregard it, it's pretty bad. Is lashes, lashes. Is there yeah. some, some um, report that it was a lot of people violated rules or it was... Uh, uh, um, How well did people, people adhere to the laws? Is there any yes, indication yes. in it? So, I, I, uh, I'll tell you that uh, it, there was the, the, it, it was changed throughout times. In other words, there were periods of time where people were exceedingly meticulous in all laws and then there was periods of times where they were less so. So it really, it wasn't the one, it wasn't a consistent, it varied. It wasn't a consistent thing that they were always very careful or always not very careful. There are many rabbis in the Gemara that did not think very highly of the people of their town. Um, <laughs> they, they thought they were terrible people, but uh, didn't. They said, they said they so in the Gemara. They, they still there. stayed there, though. That's they right. They were terrible leaders. They right. They, they, they took it on. They, they, didn't, they didn't blame everybody else. They, they you know, you know, that's it. Um, there's an expression that says that the rabbis and the community go to the same place. Okay. <laughs> well, like the other. Okay. Right? That's it. You can't have the rabbi in one place and the community in the other. They, they go to the same place. Who pulls who is a good question, but that's what I, I don't know if you heard that expression. All right. 
brings us, let's hope it's a good place, all right. All right, next thing we talked about is trapping the animals, the moles, the rats from your orchard or from your fields in the normal way, on Cholomoyed and on Shemitah year. And the Chums say that only orchards and not uh, regular fields. Yeah, in the regular fields, you have to do it in an abnormal fashion. <coughs> and you can fix your fences on Cholomoyed and on Shemitah year. You're allowed to even build your fences. See what the possible issue is, what's wrong with building a fence. We'll get there. So, first of all, issues we defined is these type of creature, rodent that doesn't have eyes. That's why I, I understand it to mean a mole. I don't know if the art school translates it as that, but that makes sense. Um, Rabbi Bar Shmuel says uh, that a pasuk indicates that that's what Ishos refers to. They can't see the sun. When they go out in the sun, they are like blinded. Um, and uh, that's the story. We learn also... What? Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. No, it says mole. It says mole. Yeah, that's uh, okay. Um, and you're allowed to capture them on uh, a stay lavan or a stay elon in the normal fashion. And you're also allowed to get rid of your ant piles, we said. And how do you get rid of ant piles? So we said the trick to do that is to take the dirt from one ant pile and put it on another ant pile. And their foreign dirt will bring the ants along and they'll just kill each other. Um, and that's the best way to do it, to do that. Um, and, you know, to create a world war. But that's a big caveat. That's only when they're not recognizing each other as peers, as friends. So they have to be from uh, other side of the river where there's no bridges at all, not even a rope bridge. And... Um, so how are you uh, supposed to get there across the river to get the, those ants out? On a swim? ship. On a, swim. Swim. Yeah, the ants can't swim. Right. Anyway, what do you mean? You uh, order it on uh, Uber. Uber Eats, whatever. <laughs> okay. Uber boats. Uber boats, right. All right. Anyway, that was where we left off yesterday. And 